Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. In a moment, uh, we're going to discuss the latest information coming from the uh, Department of Education on how tomorrow's reopening of schools uh, will be managed. But first, here's what the Taoiseach had to say about school safety this afternoon. Well, the, the public health advice has been very, very clear to us that they see no rationale for not opening schools. Um, and they were very clear on that. The CMO was very clear to me yesterday in relation to that also. Our primary motivation is the child, and we want the child-centred education-based approach. We do know from a range of um, advices and evidence uh, from psychologists across to educationists, obviously, that the child benefits best while at school um, and um, the overall development of the child um, is best served uh, by opening schools and that's, the, that's the, the motivation behind the decision and there will be challenges but uh, collectively we will work our way through this. Well, that's the Taoiseach Mio Martin speaking a little earlier on today ahead of the reopening of schools tomorrow. But parents, guardians, school managements and unions are still awaiting further information on exactly how to deal with the impact of coronavirus. The Minister for Education held further talks with some of those unions today. And for the latest in all of that, we're joined now by President of the Teachers Union of Ireland, Martin Marjoram. And thank you, Martin, for joining us this afternoon. Um, can you tell us how did that meeting go from the point of view of the TUI? Yeah, just to say, we, we, we met the minister and the department officials and, and public health officials yesterday and didn't get into operate, operational detail at all at that meeting. So we saw another meeting which took place today with department officials uh, and also with our, our colleagues from the ASPI and management representatives. Uh, and in particular, the focus of that meeting was, the, I suppose, the, the near inevitability that some schools, because of staffing shortages, uh, will not be able to have all classes in uh, at some point in the, the, the near future. Hopefully it won't be a, a very big problem, but it's almost inevitable that it will be a problem. So how exactly is that to be dealt with? What, what prioritisation should be given? with regards to which classes should come in, uh, which obviously should be the, the special needs classes and students with uh, special and additional needs first and then followed by the, the examination classes, and then exactly which, which teachers should be deployed in, in what circumstances. So th- there were significant, um, I suppose, technical operational details that, that simply weren't covered uh, at yesterday's meeting, which was almost entirely focused on the, the public health uh, side of the, the discussion. Okay, so there's an information note then from the Department of Education to schools and that spells out the various channels that will be open to principals that are seeking substitutes and then if none can be found, principals will have the authority to ask classes or pupils to stay at home but before they make that decision, schools are going to be asked to contact the Department of Education for further support but that note that that was uh, uh, that came from the Department today says if it is not possible to make contact in advance, school management may use their discretion but they are advised to make contact with the department as soon as practicable thereafter. It's a pretty significant change, isn't it, Martin, in the arrangements that have applied up to now where principals couldn't send classes home without official approval. Now, now you can. Well, look, this this is obviously going to be a, a, a new phase of, of dealing with COVID because of the enormously high numbers and the, 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 the likely... Um, the likelihood that there will be large numbers of staff uh, missing maybe 15% to 20%, uh, 25% in some cases of the reports we're getting uh, from from some of our members who are principal teachers. So absolutely, that, that 
discretion and and support for local decisions is really important in a context like this. We we will have to act fast, uh, and in particular the the school management, principal teachers, and so on will have to uh, have that, that that authority to to make the necessary decisions, which will be hard decisions in some cases, to to ask some classes to stay home because we simply won't be able to safely have them in school. You obviously can't have a class in school that's not supervised. And in the instance where classes are being asked to stay home then, um, in a lot of cases that might be because people are close contacts or people have COVID but they're well able to work but they can't come in. They might have a very mild case of COVID. Will there be online uh, teaching offered to the students who have to stay home or has the department given any guidance on that as to whether there should be online teaching offered? Uh, look, it may be possible, but let's be right about it. The system is under enormous strain. It was already under enormous strain before there was ever COVID. It's, it's under-resourced. We have a, a teacher supply crisis, uh, a substitution crisis, because of attacks on the, the, the pay of, of more recent entrants to the profession in the last decade. So th- there are huge problems within the system that are now unfortunately coming home to roost here, and it's, it's simply not going to be possible uh, to offer full service uh, both to students who are at home and to those students who are coming into schools it, it, the best will be done with the available resource. I've no, no, no question about that. But unfortunately, the system is in is in such a condition and so under resourced that it simply won't be possible to to give uh, everything that we would like to give to all students. Uh, lots of people texting to five one double five one in relation to this. Uh, one person, Claire in Dublin, says, "I'm happy schools are going back. If adults can meet for coffee or drinks with no masks, still, why should kids be denied access to education? Allowing them back is a proportionate and rational response that doesn't discriminate uh, discriminate against the most vulnerable in society." And then another person says, uh, "Should be going back to school tomorrow as an adult education teacher, but as I haven't been able to get a PCR test, I can't go back until I do." I've been trying for four days in four different counties. Why is this not being spoken about? That comes from Katia in Sligo. Is that a, a problem for your members, getting tests, PCR tests, or are they allowed back if... if, if, if what is the situation, actually? If they, if they don't have symptoms and they have a positive antigen test, I assume they have to stay at home. Do they have to wait then for a PCR test? They, they have to follow exactly what everybody else has to follow. And I think it's really important that people do, do not take the, the risk of bringing COVID into, into school with them, whether symptomatic or because of being in close contact. One of the things we are looking for is, is clarity. And uh, look, we, we would be critical of just how late it, all this is happening with schools opening tomorrow. We mm. still don't have clarity on, on a lot of the things that, that we were looking for. The, even things we saw before Christmas, such as a review uh, with regards to the, the standard of masks, and we're, we're, that was only um, sort of re, reinvigorated, if you like, uh, at yesterday's meeting. So that there are an enormous uh, difficulties out there, and some of them are to do with the confusion felt by our members who, who do find themselves in that position. They, they, they are trying their best to get a PCR test, but haven't been able to, and they are confused as, as regards uh, when exactly they can come back to school. So that, that difficulty in the PCR testing system and the, the new changes as well, bringing in uh, antigen testing as a more central part of, of the system, that, that has to be very clearly explained so that uh, everybody tomorrow and in the next, uh, the next weeks knows precisely what's required of them. Okay. Um, just finally, then, I, on uh, in relation to the masks and also the HEPA filters, um, I, I just wonder whether uh, you know there's been a lot of uh, talk about whether or not HEPA filters are are needed in classrooms or not, and whether or not schools will actually use them. Uh, do, is this something that's still an issue for for the TUI? 
Well, it certainly is. Uh, ventilation is a really important part of this, and if adequate ventilation can't be uh, supplied, uh, either mechanically or, or through uh, through opening windows, and, and in this time of year, sometimes you, you overventilate uh, with, with open windows and end up with just a, a, a classroom that's too cold to operate in. So the HEPA filters were one uh, potential solution to that, but there are significant delays being experienced by, by uh, some schools in, and particularly in the ETB sector because of procurement and administrative uh, obstacles in the way. So we've certainly raised that forcefully and want that to, to be cleared out of the way. But I think it is really important for us to deal with ventilation and air quality uh, as a major element of, of this. And unfortunately, that's, that's not going to happen by tomorrow, but it, it really needs to be fast-tracked. All right, we'll leave it there for the moment. Thank you very much for joining us. That's Martin Marjoram, who is president of the Teachers Union of Ireland. 